going on, Wolfpack Nation? We are here today, baby, for a doozy of an episode here. As we have here with us 2019 NCAA National Champion from NC State, 184-pound Maki Machiavelli. that you guys all know too well by this point. We've had him on here. He's a friend of the show. I've had him a couple on here. Uh, so, Mock, I know you're doing well today, man. Talk some NC State wrestling, man. I know it. Yeah. Nah, man. Life's good, man. Um, I'm excited for these guys. They just finished the regular season ranked third in the coaches poll, which is a big deal, especially yeah. when you think about how young of a program that we currently have. I mean, we yeah. had such an awesome freshman class come in and those guys are, if they're not in the starting lineup, they're working hard and they're pushing guys who are in the starting lineup. And then our upperclassmen, the older guys are starting to come into their own. You get guys that are really starting to hit their stride. Um, mm -hmm. you know, and so you're just excited, right? Guys that have been part of the program that are really starting to find success, that have looked the best they've ever looked. You know, first two people come to mind are, you know, Jared Trombley, who's really started to look phenomenal recently and is, is peaking at the right time. And I think he just looks incredible. And even a guy like Owen Treffin, who looks lights out right now. And so, I mean, Golly. I think the program is firing at all cylinders and for them to finish the regular season ranked third, in the coaches poll with such a young team and on a year that was supposed to be considered a year that we're going to be building. You know, I think it's, yeah. it says a lot about the program. It says a lot about the staff and Pat and, and Adam and Timmy and Kevin and, and Hayden and all the guys who are involved. And so uh, I think it's a good time to be part of the Wolfpack. I think it's a good time to be an NC state wrestling fan. And uh, the future is bright, man. The future is yeah. very bright. Well, and obviously, you know, for you know, obviously, if you if you hadn't figured out already, obviously, we're going to be previewing the ACC uh, wrestling tournament, which is actually going on at Rails Coliseum on Sunday night, on Sunday, on Sunday, all day. It starts at eleven. Uh, final starts at seven p.m. So it's at Rails Coliseum Sunday. So make sure if you haven't already bought tickets for that, make sure to go do that first and foremost, and let's yep. pack out Reynolds. But uh, so basically, we'll kind of be going through it here, kind of class by class here. But again, I mean, you know, we'll kind of see how this goes here. But the first thing which I do want to hype on for sure, which just like Mike was saying, like looking at the team polls and that we're ranked third and basically above us is Iowa at two and, and Penn State, which is at one, which I think we all can agree that this year Penn State and Iowa is two classes above everybody else. And then it's the rest of us, which are competing. Just Iowa and Penn State are just, they're just ridiculously dominant this year. Um, you know, Penn State is definitely hands down, hands and tails the favorites to win it all this year. But hey, that doesn't mean that, you know, we can hey, either tie or. I was just or about to say, you know us Wolfpackers, man, we don't back down to nobody. Absolutely I care, not. I don't care hey. what the odds say. I don't hey. care what the critics say. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I love it. Hey, yeah. well, it, and I think I think for me, honestly, that you know, just like you were saying, that since so many of these guys are young, I think you know, getting them that because one thing which I want to point out is we only really have we like we only really have one guy who's starting for us right now. That's a senior, and that's Alex Faison. Um, but we also have a couple who other guys. Looks incredible right now dude what a what a what a huge win over clay loud really we'll definitely talk about that two-time all-american yeah. and wasn't just yeah. a, a win it was a dominant win controlled the match yeah. from start to finish 6-1 lead riding time point i mean across mm -hmm. the board just lights yeah. out well and and especially too i mean also you know, north carolina native yeah I mean? he's yes. repping, he's repping the home state man so for sure. Yeah, no, dude. That, I mean, I'm telling you, I've been so impressed with that guy, and especially, too, you know, going into that match, knowing that, 
you know, Clay Loud had that had that uh, meet scheduled or had the meet circled, you know, from the beginning of the season, uh, you know, and obviously, you know, all the AC Network was talking about was, you know, last year's, you know, upset over Hayden Hideley. And, and then we came in with a guy not Hayden Hideley and, and beat him. And it's like, well, what do you guys say now? So, yeah. yeah, no, I love that. I love that one for for Alex. But, um, you know, I think the biggest thing, just like you were saying, since we only have one senior who's starting for us right now, is that this NCAAs would be a great opportunity to be competitive for sure. Um, you know, have a couple of guys competing for uh, All-American status or even possibly a national championship as well. But really looking to next year, I think, is really the one which is like, okay, this could be the culmination of like, you know, definitely hopefully our best uh, national finish ever for sure. But, you know, again, that's that's one step at a time here. But, you know, obviously want to kind of dive into ACC here. But just like you said, cannot agree enough. It's a great time to be an in-state wrestling fan for sure. Um, so I want to kind of talk a little about about Trombley. You know, obviously heading into the season, uh, you know, Camacho – Obviously, what was the guy last year, and then and then got knocked out with an injury that ended his season. Uh, Trombley went into it being the guy, and then you know came off kind of struggled at first uh, during the non-conference, but then really once the conference season started, he really hit a stride. And then you know ending the uh, the season four and zero in the ACC, so uh, he's going to get the number one uh, you know seed uh, for for the ACCs. I uh, wanted to kind of ask you, what was your thoughts on uh, him sitting out in the UNC match? Was that uh, just because he already locked up the number one seed? Was that a, you know injury thing? You know, well, what's your kind of um, thoughts on that? I don't think it's not injury related. Uh, he's he's okay. perfectly healthy. He's ready to go. I think uh, okay. it's just uh, when you hit that point in the duel and you have that big of a lead, there's no sense in risking injury of your athlete, especially if Got you kind of are in a good seating position. And I so I think it's like. We've already done our job tonight. Let's make sure that we, we can do our job again in, in two weeks. And so exactly. that, like that. that's what I think. You know, it's not like I've had a personal conversation with the staff, but I am in the room every day with these guys and um, yeah. wrestling with them, helping them, whatever. And so uh, I, I think it was more of just a, a decision by the staff and then also an opportunity to give an underclassman some, some mat time and some experience. And so I, I think all around across the board, it was just a good decision. And, 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 you know, really kind of the last thing which I want to touch on with this 125 is obviously uh, right now Jarrett is ranked number 22. And yep. then you got at 23 and 24, you got a guy from VT and a guy from North Carolina and Ventresca and Wagner. Uh, so to me, I feel like this is a big opportunity for Trombley, especially with next year. You know, you got Camacho coming back, but you also, you know, you have Kyrini Ky- who looks amazing at 133 right now. So I feel like yep. that if Trombley is going to really try and make a case – for him being the guy at 125 next year, this is going to be the time to do it. Would you Would you agree with that synopsis? Absolutely. And I think it doesn't matter what happens. I think Chombley has cemented himself as a guy who will come out and perform when the program needs him to. And I think mm-hmm. uh, the same is with, with Kai and the same is with Camacho. I remember when I was coming up um, – the upper weight situation was just deep. You know, we had myself right. and Pete Renda, Malik McDonald, Michael Boykin. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we had several other guys too around that weight that were just really, really competitive. But I just remember training with those guys every day. And it's, and you show up to practice not on your P's and Q's. You're going to get reminded. You're going to go home thinking like, I actually need to make sure I get some good sleep tonight because I can't let yeah. practice go like that again today. And it, yeah. it depended on the day where you're so competitive and and each of us are at a level where 
we're an asset. You know, you think about when I redshirted, Pete Renda placed third at the NCAA tournament. And then mm-hmm. when Pete redshirted, I was top 10 and I was, I was, I'd be the top five guy and I was the 10 seed at the NCAA tournament, lost around a 12. And then the following year, you have both of us at the same weight. But then you also have Malik McDonald and Mike Boykin, who are NCAA qualifiers and all American caliber guys. And so I think mm-hmm. you're starting to see a situation here at the lighter weights where coaches have options, you know, and, and yeah. it's nice. It's nice. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, again, it's definitely, uh, you know, not a, a bad problem to have for right, sure. Um, right. So, you know, and love what I've seen from Trombley, especially recently. Uh, you know, he's really kind of come into, uh, I think, a confidence that that we've been wanting him to have uh, for sure. So I think, uh, you know, especially if he can make a a, a statement there with uh, competing against, uh, you know, a guy from uh, VT and then, you know, a guy. Uh, from UNC, uh, that that could be you know uh, definitely a a turning point if uh, if he could pull that out um, there. Now one thirty three, I think, is going to be one where Kai, uh, you know, again he, he has some challenges for sure. I mean, Sam Latona right. from Virginia Tech, I think, is you know definitely going to be going again. You know, number six overall in the country as the favorite for sure. But I know that Kai, you know, I mean, again, he's another guy that's just really continue to get better and better and better. So, I mean, I would not be surprised whatsoever if, uh, you know, Kai could come out and, and, and take one away from Sam Latona whatsoever. I think Kai definitely has that ability. Um, I mean, you, I, I just always, when I think of Kai, the first place my mind goes to, or when anybody asks me about Kai, my first place my mind goes to is, is that match at the NCAA tournament against Dayton Fix where he wrestled lights out. He ended up losing the match, but there were some exchanges that he out-wrestled and won positions that maybe some people didn't necessarily think he would be able to win or just, you, you know, you wrestle a guy like Fix and you expect him to be dominant. And, you know, Kai had disqualified for – that was his first NCAA tournament. And you see him winning positions and out-wrestling mm-hmm. certain positions. And, yes, he still lost, but, I mean, showed – a lot of potential and kind of gave us a little glimpse into how high his ceiling is and what, what he can do when he's mm-hmm. firing on all P's and Q's on and on all cylinders and, mm-hmm. and kind of locked in, you know, and, and ready to compete. And, and when he believes in himself, you know, I think that's yeah. the biggest thing at this level is do you believe in yourself? Mm-hmm. Do yeah. you believe you're good enough? Do you believe you can win? And I think, Ultimately, that starts with your preparation. But at the end of the day, like you, you, you have to believe. And I think, I think you're starting to see the, like you said, guys like Trombley start to really find this group mm-hmm. of confidence. And I think just yeah. honestly, the team in general. So, well, especially with Arini, I mean, like you know, the only loss he has in the ACC yeah. is uh, when we faced uh, Sam Latona at Virginia Tech on January 20th, and he only only lost by a three-one decision. So, I mean, it yeah. was. I mean, it, it was a neck and neck match the whole entire time. So, uh, I mean, t- to me, I'm and for those going, of you who don't know, he, Dayton Fix, the guy I'm referring to, is a is a world finalist. He's a returning so, world medalist. He may not be an NCAA champ because he's lost to Roman Bravo Young, but he's medaled at the senior level world championships, which is very difficult to do. And which is so basically, basically, Sammy, it wasn't it wasn't no no bad no loss slot. necessarily. Right, yeah, no, right, yeah, right. nothing to hang your head about. Right. It was a type of loss where you come off of the mat, obviously disappointed because you're a competitor, but your confidence is even greater than it was before because now you realize, oh, I can hang with these guys. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know? Well, especially too, because I mean, Sam Latona and Kai are both sophomores. So, I mean, I feel like this is going to be a matchup, which is, which state fans are going to know all too well uh, by yeah. the time their careers are done here, NC State for sure. So, uh, again, but you got number six, Sam Latona. You got number 10, Mickey. Uh, uh, Philippi, Philippi is, am I saying that yep. name right? Yes. Uh, from Pitt and then Kai uh, at number 14. So again, another doozy there, 133. But again, that it, that will not be the last one here for sure. But got to move on to my boy, Ryan Jack, though. You know, this is a guy that, man, I, 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 I rise, <laughs> man. Yeah, he's a guy which I, I, I'm excited about and I love. Like nice. this guy, the thirst that this guy has to learn and to be yeah. great. I think is is crazy, especially you know. And we talked about this during the uh, the, the post match interview I did with Ryan, and like basically saying like you know, do you ever like you know kind of shy away from you know people like comparing you to Kevin or like like when Kevin gives you you know feedback and stuff like that, you know, like you know what's your kind? Of, I mean, and he honestly said like, listen, I'm just here to to be the best and to you know to make my own legacy and uh, you know to win national championships, and I, I love that answer. Like at the end of the day, whether that's you know you comparing me to Kevin. Kevin or whether that's me getting feedback from Kevin himself, like, listen, I'm all here for it. Like, and simple as that. I mean, and you're seeing that now with him being ranked number five at 141 as a sophomore. I mean, the sky's the limit for this guy, in my opinion. Agreed. And every time I watch Ryan wrestle, I mean, I think of Kevin, you know, and I think yeah. it's good. It's cool to see them interact with each other. Just like when I see Hayden and Trent interact with each other, it's, it's an awesome thing to have to have a brother, you know, around that's doing the same thing. And, you know, even my little brother, right? He's on the team now. So that's right. been cool. Andrew. Yeah. So it, it's a, I think Ryan has done an awesome job growing. I mean, the amount of maturity that I've seen from him this year and the growth that he's made as a leader, the fact mm-hmm. that he was voted as a team captain by his peers should speak volumes about the type of growth he's made, not just on the mat, but off the mat. I mean, I think. Yep. Across the board, I mean, it, it's been awesome to see the amount of growth he's made in, in yeah. the past 12 months. And so I'm excited for his his NCAA tournament run, too. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, obviously with uh, ACCs, he'll, he'll more likely have to face uh, Cole Matthews, who's number three right now from Pitt. And, uh, and, and actually, too, let's take a pause one second. I do want to ask you, because I, 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 I'll say that when we lost the VT uh, duel, I pretty much, you know, kind of wrapped it up as, all right, you know, hey, we didn't win the regular season. That's cool. We're gonna go win the. We're gonna go win the tournament. It's gonna be cool. Like you know, not not a big deal. But then here we are, and we actually got a share of, of the AC regular season uh, title, and yeah. I love it. I mean, I mean, not only just for the fact that we got a share, but to me, I love it that just like we said, we've said it multiple, multiple times. Every single year, the ACC becomes more and more and more and more competitive. And now you're seeing that with like you used to be just VT and NC State and then everybody else, but now Pitt has solidified itself, you know, being up there with 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 the rest of us. I mean, it's I love it, you know. I mean, and I mean, so I mean, were you kind of surprised, uh, you know, at how things turned out? And then I mean, I was you, surprised I mean, to see it? Pitt beat Virginia Tech, but Killed afterward. Them. Yeah, and and yeah, they, they it was definitely a surprise to me. I wasn't expecting that, but then also. After the win, you kind of think about the amount of growth the program has made and you think about how good of a job Keith Gavin has done with that program. And, mm-hmm. um, it, it's, uh, I mean, it doesn't, it, it makes sense. You know, I mean, they've, they've done a really good job with the staff mm-hmm. that they have and the kids that they brought in. I mean, they've had multiple guys in the NCAA finals mm-hmm. prior to that win as a duel and beating Virginia Tech. So, I mean, right. 
you know they're doing things right when they're putting not just one but two guys into the finals of the NCAA tournament. You know, so mm-hmm. um, it doesn't yeah. necessarily come as much of a surprise. You know, I think after VTech beat us, you know, we don't we didn't expect them to lose, which is where I think it comes from. But yeah, um, they've been done, yeah. they've done a really good job up there. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, but, you know, kind of finishing off now, Ryan Jack, you know, I think, it, again, it's just, uh, it, you know, he when he faced uh, uh, Cole Matthews from Pitt uh, back on February 10th, lost by 4-2 decision. But, again, another neck-to-neck match that could have gone either way. Right, um, and yeah. a couple of close calls as well that, you know, I know in my head that uh, – you know, I'm still sitting here kind of scratching that should have gone our way, but you know, it is what it is. So, you know, to to me, it's, 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 again, it's, it's, it's going to be a story of, of this, of this preview, but another one that it could go either way. Don't be surprised either way. And and the most exciting thing on top of it is that again, Ryan Jack is a sophomore Cole Matthews is junior. So next year you're going to see the same exact thing. These two guys go at it again. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like you said, I mean, it's going to be a good matchup. And either yeah. way, this is all practice. You know, the tournament that matters most is the one that's a couple weeks after this. You know, it's mm-hmm. the one that's in the third week of March. Mm-hmm. You know, no one's going to be talking about if you win an NCAA title, what happened, you know, two weeks before. You know, people are just going to be happy for you because it's sure. it's such an awesome accomplishment. And so, but well, it, it'll it'll be good, man. Yeah. It, it's just good preparation. Before we continue, I want to take a quick second to tell you about our sponsor, Flatlands Jessup Insurance Group, that has your whole world covered with agents in five offices throughout eastern North Carolina to help you decide how much coverage you need. Offering policies for home and auto, recreational vehicles, commercial, crop, health, life, and employee benefits. They are able to combine options to find a comprehensive solution that works for you. Flatlands Jessup protects the things you love so you can spend less time wearing and more time enjoying them. Find them on Facebook and Instagram at Flatlands Jessup. You can also visit their webpage at www.flatlandsjessup.com. So please make sure to go and check them out. Well, especially since it's, but I feel like for me, since it's at Reynolds, it's like, okay, you know, let's protect our own house. You know what I mean? I mean, we have, we have all the benefit in the world. It's our own gym. You get to get dressed and get ready in your own locker room. You yeah. know, while well, you get to sleep play in, in your front own of, bed, sleep in your own bed, play in front of mostly your, your fans, you know, yeah. like it, it, to me, it's, I mean, cause going into it, I mean, state's got to be the favorite for sure um so right. i mean like that's so i'm sitting here going hey like you know there should be no reason why we should let this t- tournament trophy slip from us that that's really where my head is but but i completely agree with you at the end of the day no matter what happens here you know that this that everything is still on the table for us this year and especially next year so you yeah. know definitely not going to hang my head too much especially since again there's so many close matches which are going to be happening uh this weekend um, but want to move on to uh, kind of one of our newer faces, uh, Jackson Arrington, freshman, mm. 149. Uh, man, so let me ask you this first question because I haven't had a chance to ask you this. So in Jackson Arrington's match against uh, Caleb Henson from Virginia Tech, all right, when – you know where I'm going with this. When he threw his headgear, was that a team point deduction in your head? Um. I don't know, uh, to be honest. Um, okay. I don't remember seeing the headgear throw. Okay. All right, cool. Well, you know, so I mean, it's hard so, for me to answer. Yeah, no, no worries. Well, I mean, again, I mean, basically, so because basically per the rule book, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, per the rule book, if you throw your headgear after the match, technically that's straightforward, a team, a team point deduction. Am I correct on that? 
evaluation? Or I believe it, that's happened. Yeah. 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 Well, it, well and, and again, I mean, but basically, you know, definitely take a look back and let me know. But I mean, yeah. I mean, really, like my my issue with this again, it was a match that went to overtime, and yeah. then when he threw it, he threw it at our bench. It wasn't like he threw it at Virginia Tech side. Right. So to me, like you know, I can understand if he was doing it as like you know a taunting thing or something like that. But everything right. he did was away from the bench. And it was a it was a very emotional, very high intensity match, you know. So to me, I felt like that was for the rest the referees trying to stick their nose in when they didn't need to. Like there was right. no reason for them to make an impact on you know what could have been a huge, you know, a huge point. Instead of getting three points, you're getting two points. Like in a Virginia Tech NC State match, that could be the difference maker, you know. It so could that's be. yeah. So that was kind of my issue. But yeah, definitely take a look back at that whenever you can. I let will. Me know. But but. I uh, will. Yeah. So, so what, what's been your thoughts so far on Jackson Arrington, man? What's, what's really stood out to, in your eyes on, on this guy? Um, you know, that's, that's, you know, really kind of felt like kind of stood up, make this guy stand out from you being so young, only a freshman. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think he's done a really, really good job kind of stepping into that role, especially as a f- true freshman, you know, yeah. not redshirting straight out of high school. Um, mm-hmm getting thrown right into the fire. And I think, honestly, mm-hmm. it's one of the best ways to learn. Um, it's one of the best ways to get your feet wet and figure out how to swim right away into the college grind because college is it's a transition, man. Um, right. And I think he's done a really, really good job with the transition. Obviously, I know he has higher expectations for himself, and there's matches that he thinks that he's he's – he would have wanted to have won, but at the end of the day, it's only going to be making him better. It only has made him better, and I think he'll continue to pr- improve all the way to the end of March. So, yeah. Um, overall, though, all my thoughts on him are are incredibly positive. For sure. Yeah. No. Again, it's it's another guy. Just you know, to to you know that I feel like is just a, a normal thing for Pat Papalizio and Adam Hall, where they bring in guys that are not you know needing to be you know transition necessarily. I mean, they can easily you know jump in here. And, you know, again, get to, you know, number 17 over, overall in the country, which as a true freshman, and especially in a, uh, you know, that especially since in the ACC, we have a guy ranked in the top 30 for every single school except for Duke. Uh, so Virginia, North Carolina, Virginia Tech, and Pitt all have a guy ranked in the top 30. So, I mean, Jackson Ayrton, I mean, every single match in the ACC did not, you know, had had – had a challenge to face for sure. So, you know, I think it says a lot that, you know, he was up to the challenge and again, very respectable four and one record in the ACC. So, you know, definitely excited for what this guy can do. Um, but the interesting thing though, too, is that Virginia Tech has their own freshman uh, at one one forty nine and Caleb Henson, number eight. So yeah, again, it's like, man, now like that, those two guys are going to see each other plenty of times here plenty of times for the rest of their career so i mean let me ask you this like you know do you feel like that is beneficial more for the fans but i mean i feel like you know if you're the wrestlers it it, it, i think it man like you know it it really raised that intensity knowing that i've seen this guy plenty of times and so it kind of puts a lot of pressure on that you really want to kind of get one either way because man like, it's a head game, I feel like, if you're facing each other that many times in your career. I mean, it's tough. I mean, I think about me and, and uh, Zach Zavatsky when I was at 184. I beat him once. He beat me once. Uh, once in the duel, mm-hmm. I, I won. And then at the ACC finals, he beat me, my Richard Jr. And then I think about Jared Hot, who beat me in the duel. 
He mm-hmm. won against me in the ACC finals, and then we wrestled again in the NCAA finals, and I won. And I think anytime you have two competitors who are elite athletes who are always going to be figuring out how to improve and how to learn, it's, the match is a toss for every time, and I think it's it's going to be a dogfight every single time. And I think that's what's exciting about it for fans is you know it's going to be fireworks every time these guys compete, and that's what you mm-hmm. want to see. So yeah. – but even then, you know, I think about a guy like Jackson, all these guys that we're talking about who are starters, there are guys who aren't in the starting lineup right now who are competitive, who are, are working really, really hard to to capitalize on an opportunity that could present them could present itself to them also. And so yeah. that's a good thing too. You know, I think about a guy named Finn Solomon who just won this past weekend at the open right. tournament with Chase Horn, who's done a really good job. He's also the same way. And I think uh I just think there's a lot to be excited about when you think of NC State wrestling. And, uh, yeah. but, but, you know, you did mention Caleb Henson and Jackson. And uh, both of those guys are good wrestlers, man. And I think yeah. they're only going to continue to get better. For sure. Now, the one thing which I want to go ahead and clarify. So I actually got the incident mixed up between our two freshmen. So the, the headgear throw was actually in Matt Singleton's match, not ah. uh, Jackson Erickton. So that's so so that might that might help when you take a look back because I took a look back and Jackson Erickton actually beat actually won at uh, Virginia Tech, uh, and so I was like, oh, and and won six to one actually. So uh, yeah, he beat uh, no Caleb Henson beat Jackson Erickton six to one. So uh, so that wasn't the match. So yeah. So, so just, just FYI for those listening and be like, wait, that didn't, that, that didn't happen. That that's, I had to clarify that. So uh, <laughs> apologize on that. But so for the last, last uh, weight class here that we're going to cover in this part. So, you know, the 157, which has definitely been a, a fun one for sure this year, uh, obviously highlighted by Austin O'Connor from UNC, uh, Bryce Andonian from Virginia Tech, and then Scott from, uh, from NC State. Uh, you know, man, like every single time the any of these three guys have faced off, it's been it's been a fun one to say the least, for sure. Uh, so so let me let me ask a, a first question. Um, you know, when when because I, I know did you watch the the UNC match the the whole UNC match? Uh, I did. I missed a couple of the matches, but I I, re- I saw all the way from heavyweight to to the finish. Okay, so did you see you know the uh, the the thing that. Austin O'Connor did after beating Ed Scott. Uh, I did, did he, where he did the yeah the uh, wolf hand and then and then cut it. What, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which I think this so, is the Texas Longhorns. Well, see, that's the thing is that is that is that he he did he did like I think that he did or it something wrong. like that. He did yeah. it wrong. Yeah, he didn't he, he didn't the, do the nose. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah, he did he did like that and then cut it. So I mean, so <laughs> basic basically, my thoughts on it was, I mean, you know, hey, whatever, you know, you do you, you won the match, you know, I I mean, but. I mean, tell me from a, from think, a wrestler side. I mean, do you think yeah. – because like, one thing which I want to point out, which I always gave you respect for, is that whenever you won, you were – I mean, like I remember when you beat uh, the Ohio State guy. I mean, you were you, – you yelled, you screamed, but then you you brought back down, shook yeah. the guy's hand, and walked away. So you're always very respectful, you know, not, never really so, taunting or something like that. But yeah, what's your thoughts and, on it? And, yeah. and I, I try to be respectful. And for that specific example, it was less about – Oh, I don't want to be taunting. And it was more about, I don't want to celebrate something that doesn't mean anything, you know, mm, because like yeah. And okay, sure. You, you want to duel me to get the guy who's ranked number one in the country, but that's not what you trained for. That's not what your yeah. focus is. It's not what your goal is. Your goal is to be an NCAA champion. So there's nothing mm. to celebrate. Job's not finished. Right. And so, I like that. you know, when I started to celebrate, I'm like, 
let me calm myself down and, and make sure I don't get too excited because th- th- this isn't what I was trying to accomplish. What I was trying to accomplish is still a couple weeks away, and I still need to make sure that I'm focused and locked in for that. And so if you notice at the NCAA tournament when I got a pin in the semis, I celebrated and I didn't try and calm myself down, <laughs> you know, because it was it was the right time and it was the right place. So okay. Um, cool. so that, for that specific example, I, I think there is a component of respect that you should have for your opponent because I just think that's how you should be. But I also think yeah. we're approaching an age where celebrating isn't necessarily a bad thing, especially if we all understand that it's not a personal thing. I mm-hmm. think it's, it's a competitive thing. Like yeah, being able to let your emotions go is is not necessarily the worst thing in the world when there's so much sacrifice, commitment, discipline, passion mm-hmm. that that's involved. And so I I think the celebrating is not necessarily a bad thing. I, I don't think he's, you know, taking a dish and I don't think it was necessarily like I think he's just trying to, you know, look cool and Yeah. But do you, you know, I mean, whatever. so basically, so basically you're saying even, even, you know, cause I mean, obviously that was beyond celebrating. That was, that was direct was. taunting. So it you was, know, I, it was. And I think honestly, something like that would fire me up even more personally, you know, well, so if, if I'm he, Ed exactly. Scott and, and someone does that to me, I'm like, Oh, I hope we wrestle again, you know? Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. if it makes yeah. Ed compete better, is it the worst thing in the world? You know? Nope. And, and, and that's not necessarily what he's trying to do, but Mm-hmm. I think that's just part of sports. You know, if someone's talking trash to me on the mat or talking trash to me on a pick a basketball game, my level's going to elevate. And and that's yeah. just the reality of what it is. And I think when you have something that does that for the athletes, it makes the experience even better for the fans because now you're seeing guys approach a level that maybe they wouldn't have reached if that wasn't a part of the equation, you know? Right. And so – I think it's just better for the for sports. It's it look it's called it's making us talk. True. We're talking about it now and I think true. the more things you can do that get fans talking about the sport, the better it is for the sport. That's true. So I mean it just that. depends on the perspective that you have and I think the game's changing a little bit with social media and I think wrestling's at a place now where we're kind of at an inflection point where we've grown 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 grown. Mm-hmm. But if we want to continue to grow and hopefully one day be like a revenue sport or a mainstream sport. Like we need things right. that are going to be exciting for the fans. Yeah, no, especially again, I mean, it's growing and growing. And uh, again, I mean, like to me, it's uh, just like you said, it's something that was talked about. I mean, I know that like all I did was basically, you know, got a snippet of, of him doing it. And I just said, noted, not necessarily being like, right. you know, and I like love that, that, that piece of bad. content. I love that piece of content because it fires up NC State fans and we're all like, Oh, yeah. well, it creates it a all, story. It creates well, a story. All, Cause all I'm saying is, okay. Noted. Like, you know, right. okay, you did that. Bet. Good, good Bet. to know. Sounds yeah. good. Now we're going to keep the receipts for the ACC tournament. Exactly. But, but look at what that does. It, it creates a story. It, it makes the if match. They faced more, again. If, if they, they faced made, again, it makes the match mm-hmm. more marketable. I mean, it, there's a lot mm-hmm. of positives that come from something like that too. When you think about yeah. it from the other side. Yeah. So to kind of wrap up, you know, as guy, I mean, cause I mean, again, I, you know, all these guys are ranked in the top eight. So to me, it's just, just, you know, wait and let's see what happened. And no matter what, it's going to be great match no matter what. So just, you know, buckle up and enjoy it. But, you know, obviously Ed Scott lost to Austin O'Connor. So, you know, for, I mean, so what, what are your kind of thoughts in terms of what does Ed Scott maybe need to improve on to be able to pull the, pull the upset against Austin O'Connor? 
Uh, I think Ed knows. Uh, you know, he's my roommate, actually. So okay. <laughs> I live with Ed. So we we <laughs> talked about it a little bit, and and I know he's talked with staff about it a little bit, also. So I think he'll be ready to go. But sometimes when you have a matchup like that, like it's just little mistakes, little errors. It's either missed opportunities or or a mistake that you made that cost you the match, especially when it's that close and yep. it's against guys who don't make a lot of mistakes. Right. Yeah. No, absolutely. So again, just buckle up and enjoy Wolfpack Nation. That's all we'll say that. And especially too, because Ed Scott lost to both Bryce Andonian and Austin O'Connor. So I think he's going to have a ton of fuel heading into the ACC tournament uh, and looking forward to seeing that. So uh, with that being said, we're going to take a pause there and then we'll pick up uh, with 165 in part two, y'all. But make sure again, if you haven't already, again, this Sunday, uh, Sunday, it's an all day thing at Reynolds Coliseum. Make sure to go buy tickets. I think they're only about like 20 bucks uh, a ticket. So again, very, very cheap for an all day affair that you'll get access to. Make sure to go check it out. As again, there will be a ton of amazing AC wrestling content that you will not want to miss out on. And you'll see people like myself. I know you'll see mock there. I know you'll see other former NC state wrestlers. There I'll as well. actually so be commentating. Be oh, it'll be commentating. Let's go. Concy semis and Concy finals. Let's go. Okay. See, so they're even better. So he'll be there and then some for sure. So, <laughs> so make sure to tune in for part two, y'all. And make sure you do not miss out. Make sure you can hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell. And also, too, if you wouldn't mind, hit that like button if you're excited for NC State Wrestling, baby. And also, too, give us a follow Tuffy Talk Now on Twitter and Instagram. We'll see y'all for part two. As always, go pack, y'all. <laughs>